Today's message is titled, Deliver Us From Lack. So I'm actually gonna do a split screen here. Um, I promise you, you have my full attention, even if it doesn't look like necessarily I'm looking at you because I do have a few points um, this, uh, what we're now calling a message really came up in my spirit because, uh, God has brought me through a lot over these past couple of years. And the, the, the biggest theme of deliverance that I needed was from a spirit of lack. Now, most of us, when we think about lack, what do we think about money, 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 right? That's what we think. But the spirit of lack is so much uh, more of an infiltrator than that. And God has uh, given us authority over lack and the God we serve lacks nothing, nothing, right? He has more in store for us than we can contain or hold. That's what the Bible says. And so we know that lack is not from God. And so what, what I'm going to do is just share my story. Um, God said to me, make sure you share what I tell you to share. Don't do it with the hopes that somebody will get something. If you do what I tell you to do, the right people will get what they need. And so this is my focus to glorify and please him through my words and my tone. So let's start off with what is lack. And this is what daddy started showing me. Lack is a terrorist. Okay. It's a terrorist. It steals our attention. It doesn't just get in the way of us having enough finances, but in its true form, lack is lack of peace. And what does the Bible say? Who is our Prince of Peace in the word? Jesus. So lack is really, its, its purpose is to interrupt and disrupt your connection to Jesus. Jesus, through Jesus Christ, Jesus, we have redemption, salvation, provision, health, healing, soundness of mind balance in our emotions. We have it all in him. So lack, again, it's a terrorist and it, it's, it steals. The Bible says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Well, here we go. So while we often think that the only remedy is more time in the word, right? That's where those works can get in. Oh man, I got to just read more. I got to pray more. I got to speak more. And, and we start thinking in order to combat lack, we have to do more but oftentimes it's not doing more stuff. It's less busy work and more strategic work. And that's what we're going to talk about. Because for me, for years, I would speak, I'm, I'm free from lack. Amen. That's right. I receive it in Jesus name. But my heart wasn't connected to the revelation of my God given freedom from the spirit of lack. And that took some time, but it was very strategic. And that's what we're going to jump into today. So. Spending more time in the word by God's spirit is a critical start for sure. One thing we also need to learn is how to listen for God and then how to act. So let's talk about me. Most of y'all know me and y'all know I may or may not, but definitely have had a history of being busy and not minding my business. Okay, just busy, all up in everybody else stuff. I thought I had to try and fix people or save people or help. And that was really because I didn't feel confident in what I was called to do as it being sufficient enough. So instead of doing my role and then resting and being in a place where I can hear from God, I was all in all y'all business. Forgive me. I know I was. I probably touched a little bit of everybody here. And so that's lack. Because my motivation and reasons were do, for doing it was lack of confidence in who God created me to be. There's a scripture in Psalms that say the boundary lines have fallen for us in pleasant places. Surely we have a delightful inheritance. Now think, think about this, boundary lines. That means that there is a construct that you belong in. And outside of that, it's not for you. It doesn't mean you're less than. It doesn't mean it's small or insignificant, but if we don't take time to really listen for God, to understand where we belong, then the result of that or the consequence of that is lack. It's a distraction. It's trying to be everything to everybody or trying to figure it out without just, as Sister Nellie says all the time, being still. And so several months ago, God told me, it's one thing to hear a revelation. It's one thing to hear a good word. It's another thing to be still and sit and take ownership of that word until it becomes your word. 
And in that, he said, Lindsay, I need you to start to listen for me. So now just a quick show of hands. Who here has ever been blessed by God? Come on, lift them up, lift them up. Who's been blessed? Who's been blessed? Okay. Hey, there we go. So we've all been blessed and we've all experienced moves of God. And the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. So what I'm believing for, people here are probably believing for the same thing, maybe just in a different way. And oftentimes when we're believing God for moves, we're taking steps up, right? So sometimes those moves can look like the same as they were before. And it may be tempting to say, you know what? God's going to move for me the same way. I don't need to prepare. I don't need to seek him. I, I just, I'll tap into what happened before and I'm sure he'll do it the same way. No, right? So that in itself is just a lack of, of consistency with walking with God. We don't want lack, right? Remember, lack is a terrorist. We don't negotiate with terrorists. We don't do it. And it, we don't have to because Jesus died so that this stronghold could be broken in our lives in all areas of our lives. So let's get back to listening for him. God says that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. He lives in us. He's chosen our bodies to dwell in here on earth. What an honor that is just in itself. Uh, so we already have a built-in hearing system. We have the ability to listen for God in the moment. And so when you think about lack, oftentimes it's something that's introduced to us maybe from the past. We may have grown up in poverty. We may have grown up around people who had limited mindsets, right? Who decided, I'm just going to work. I'm going to retire, get my pension. Y'all, and I don't know how public this is going to go, but I've had a couple of run-ins with wives who have said, don't talk to my husband about switching jobs because of that pension. Well, what if, what if he's, what if he's the next owner of the business? What if, what if that job's going to kill him? And this is the opportunity for him to be free and have peace and make more money and maybe even more than what the pension would have accumulated. It's those things, right? Uh, we're not going to talk about the extremes of abject poverty or the extremes of the extreme lack, right? We're going to talk about the things that have been introduced to us that we might not even be aware of that are just hanging around that don't belong there. So oftentimes lack can be introduced and, and we receive it to the point where Let's be real. We may expect it more than we expect to live lives that are consistently blessed and lack free. Now I'm going to use myself as an example, because again, this isn't just about money. So telling myself a lot today along the journey, um, uh, giving glory and honor to God for sending his son, our pastor, who listens so intently for God on our behalfs. And so he was, he's been my main counselor. Um, I also have a tribe of wonderful folks who I, who I turn to, but God has called pastor to be my spiritual covering. And he gives pastor words specifically of direction, instruction, and wisdom for me. And so along the journey of uh, being free from lack, I had to learn a few critical things that were causing lack to remain. Because one thing we've learned in this house, y'all, God may reveal to us why we've been stuck or he may not, but either way, the revelation of that is not the end. It's not the answer. We may need freedom in the why so we don't repeat or fall in the same environments, but the instruction to get out is very separate from the revelation as to how we got there. Okay, so whether if you're seeking God, please don't get stuck in the why or the how. Ask him. And if he shows you, he says he'll give wisdom to us and he won't hold it against us. Ask him. But by all means, don't get stuck there. Okay, it's 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 better for us to get on that road and to find out and to learn than to sit and miss listening for God, because we think we got to figure it all out from the past, which we can't change anyway. Lack. Okay. This is, this is what I'm saying. So when God reveals to us the, and when he revealed it to me, here's where you've been in lack. And here's where lack has gotten in the way of me doing what I want to do because I love you. There are three main things that I had to repent from. Now, repentance, I've learned, 
And we've learned in this house isn't just, it's not feeling sorry for yourself, right? I was literally the queen of that. I had literally an Academy Award for feeling sorry for myself. I did it. So I mean, just cue the lights, the music will play, the violin start low, then they get loud. I mean, I just, I, I had it. Right. And so I often say now when I'm around people who struggle with lack or feeling sorry for themselves or any of the other things that I don't talk about uh, a lot that I've struggled with, it's like it takes one to know one, honey. But God is he's gotten me out. Right. He's shown me the ways of escape. So that's feeling sorry for yourself is not repentance. Changing is. But you can't change you. I can't change you. God does it. He just needs us to come to the altar real, real, taking off the makeup, the mask, letting him know if you feel some type of way, letting him know, hey, I'm mad, God. I, I felt like maybe you, you, it doesn't look like you came through. It doesn't look like you're hearing me. I, I feel this, I feel that, whatever it is, and leaving it there and then listening for him. So when, when I'm still, I'm listening for him, right? I'm literally listening to see what he'll say because we want out. Raise your hand if you want out, if you just want out of any form of lack, right? Okay, so being free in this area requires repentance, which is going to the altar, laying it all before him and saying, God, I know what your word says. I know I'm not supposed to be lacking in this area, whether it's finances, whether, and we'll get to some examples in a minute, but God, I need you to change my heart because my default is still lack. And, you know, I'm a tech, I'm a web designer and, and I love uh, using technology and learning different texts. And sometimes we have to start from scratch. So if we start designing something and it's just not working out, we got to go back to the default, right? It's a pre-designed template that just has the basic structure. Sometimes we have to do that. Along the journey, God began to show me, Lindsay, it's not about just your day-to-day -day actions. Your foundation, your default has to be me. It can no longer be lack. So when you're resting and you're just like, you know what, I'm gonna just, oof, it can't be lack. It can't be, I'm gonna just worry. I'm gonna just fret. I'm gonna just go back to this. My foundation had to change. He had to change my foundation. And in that, there were a few things that began to happen. So the first one I want to talk about is my mindset. So uh, if you have a mindset that is uh, prosperity-based, what you're going to start to think about is, oh, no, anything is possible. And it can definitely happen. You just got to figure out how. Or you may think, oh man, you know what, this job, I don't know if I have the qualifications, but I'm just going to go for it because who knows, maybe I'll get the meeting, maybe I'll learn, maybe on the way I'll get the skills that I need to land that gig. Or, oh man, I really need to lose weight. You know what, let me just start walking and see what happens from there. Maybe along the road, something will click and I'll finally figure it out. When you have the lack mindset, which I've had for years, y'all, it would be, and oh man, I would speak with Mr. Brown on the business level. And this, this was limiting as to how far we could go business-wise. Oh man, I don't know if that can happen because the status quo or my three-minute Google research, which now makes me an expert, says that it can't happen. Or man, I don't know. I don't know. I feel so fat. I just feel so fat. I feel so overweight. I feel so this and this and that. <sighs> Or just approaching it from the, it probably isn't going to work, but let me give it a go. And then getting really surprised when it works. That's lack, right? And lack in itself can be rooted from fear. You may have been rejected a lot. Um, whatever the reasons are, that's not who we're called to be. And the mindset from Jesus is one of, I can, not I can't. So that was one. That was one remedy. Um, this, the, the, the second one, um, which we kind of covered was really listening for God. And I want to just define that a little bit. So, um, I travel, my family lives four hours East and four hours South. 
I live in a community where I'm blessed and I have great friends that just don't have any blood relatives. So when I get up and go, <laughs> it's preparation. I got to make sure I go the right time that I don't get caught in traffic, I'm not a fan of traffic. Which route should I take? What is the GPS saying? I got to pray and listen for the Lord. And I'm going to give you all an example. Um, right before Christmas, um, I had a really just not great experience traveling, but God, God's grace was there. His protection was there. And I, I got caught for some reason. There was this one stretch of land where there was just a lot of accidents. Dr. Wise, I was on my way to Connecticut and I was traveling on 287 in New York, which connects to the Merritt Parkway. So for some reason, that strip, there was just a lot of accidents, no bad weather, just, I don't know. Fender benders. So God kept telling me, you have to leave now. You have to leave now. You have to leave now. So I listened to him and I left. As I'm in traffic with one of the three accidents that were already in progress, there was this tow truck who decided to take the uh, emergency lane. You know how y'all do it in New York. Not us, but other people be making the emergency lane, the fourth lane. Y'all know, you've seen it, right? So he decides, I would just make this a lane. Now, mind you, it's not a wide lane. It's a big old tow truck. So he zooms by and I'm like, man, he's driving recklessly. So what happens? We get on the, we, we get up, I get closer. All of a sudden I'm smelling gasoline. Like, where's this coming from? The tow truck driver, he decided to continue to drive recklessly. The emergency lane got narrower. And it literally ripped his entire gas tank open. So he sideswiped cars, but because he was high up enough, the truck itself was fine. But now we had gas pouring over the entire highway. If I had delayed and left even 10 minutes later, who knows what could have happened, but I know I would have been stuck. God forbid something ignited, it's been a dry winter, there could have been a fire, we would have had to make room for the fire trucks. As it passed that thing, I said, well, you were driving reckless, so it is what it is. You know, I said a prayer for everyone behind me and I kept going. Okay, this is what I mean by listening for God. We all have the ability to, but we just have to make sure that lack doesn't terrorize our mindsets, our expectations. Now you think terrorizing is going to be loud and raw. Nope. Oftentimes lack can be, are you sure? That's not the way you did it before. I don't know. Maybe you should pray on it. You know what? Let's, let's just think about it. Let's, let's, let's completely just not even pay attention. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But don't forget you have to pay your bills. How are you going to pay your bills? Or don't forget you're still single. What are you going to do to be ready for a husband? Don't forget you got this job that's trying to be you crazy. What are you going to do about that? So it's the small steps of terrorism that lead to complete and utter distraction and a disconnect from our Prince of Peace. We don't have time for that. Not at this season. I think we can all agree that there is a presence on us that is greater, I know for me, than I've ever either accepted, acknowledged, or have ever experienced. And it's with God. It's in him. It's through him. And so I don't want any distractions getting in the way. So let's talk a little bit about some examples. Now, these are personal Maybe you can relate or not, but I promise you, these are my examples, okay? <laughs> so financial lack, uh, I think I probably had to borrow money from about 50% of the people on this Zoom today over the course of the past several years because I suffered from just not having enough money. I um, have been a business owner for over 11 years, but I was not in line with my purpose and my role in the business. And as a result of my being distracted, lack had a hold over my finances. Um, praise God for his patience and his mercy with us. Can we just give God praise for that? Because I mean, I mean, how many of us would have been as patient with us if we were God? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, okay? Um, praise God. I got, I got delivered from financial lack. I got delivered from lack of having money. Um, but as pastor always teaches us, money is at the bottom. It's at the bottom, right? Now, there's also scriptures, money answers all things. And we, listen, I'd rather try and figure stuff out with a lot in my bank account 
then figure stuff out with not enough. Let's keep it real. Okay. Um, but my finances, I probably make less on paper than probably all of you on the Zoom. But it's the wisdom of God and what he does with that spirit of lack removed where he can make a dollar like, I don't know, a, a thousand. Okay. He could do it. I'm just saying, I don't know how he does it. And I don't care to figure out his calculations. But um, once that spirit of lack is removed, you there is an abundance and a consistency that just manifests. He does it. As he changes you, that's just what happens. That's been my experience. Um. Another thing that I experienced when that spirit of lack was heavy on me was I had this fear of like pestilence, insects. And it got so intense for a couple of years that I was actually like attracting. I know it sounds crazy, but like I'd be the one to get bit by mosquitoes or we had issues at the office and I would freak out and it would be more and more of the stuff coming. Um, I, I had issues with, well, squirrels. We all know the squirrel story, but it, it was just spiders. I would, you know, it was just really intense. And I, you wouldn't think that that's lack, right? But as God was delivering me from the spirit of lack, like my focus was, I want to believe for financial freedom. And God was like, I can do that for you. Let's deal with all the issues and the reasons why you haven't had that. And so along the journey, he was just showing me like, you have to stop obsessing over the negative. Like if you see a bug, why are you obsessing so much where now the 500 of their cousins are like, come on over, come on over. They put a spotlight out for us. That was me. Ain't nobody got time for that. Who has time for that? So please keep in mind, again, it's not just finances. It's that foundation of our expectation, right? And if it's negative, it's negative. If it's positive, it's positive, honey. If it's dark, it's dark. If it's light, it's light. It doesn't mean it's a hundred percent either way, but a foundation is a foundation, right? And so the Bible even talks about it. The foundation we're supposed to have is one on the rock, not no sand. And lack is sand because lack is shifty, right? The lack's goal is to get you to continue to lack. And it's not there to support you if you choose to tune into it and operate out of it. That's sand. We don't, we no, that's not who we are. We are founded on the rock. And if our, the state of our spirit hasn't lined up with that yet, that's what talks like this is about to identify why, so you can get out. So you can get out. Another thing which was very interesting for me was in the area when I had low, had low self-esteem, like really bad, it was the self-sabotaging. And that's what daddy showed me about lack. And lack will interrupt the blessing manifestation. And if you buy into that interruption, then you could miss out or get delayed on the blessing. And so for me, things would be going great. And then I would just go left and screw stuff up or say something dumb or, you know, get so prepared. But then when the moment came, I wouldn't act on it. It was just crazy. And I knew it for me, it was spiritual because the, the, it, it just wasn't computing. It wasn't making sense. And so I had to deal with the, my own issues of not being enough, of feeling like I was less than. God actually did walk me through a lot of my whys. Um, but at the end of the day, I couldn't rest there because that wasn't my deliverance. My deliverance was, okay, Lord, how do we get me out of this? He changed my heart. And then he started to instruct me as to how I needed to change my actions with this new foundation. Now, y'all have to let me know when I'm supposed to stop talking because I'm about to go into part two. Okay. If I'm talking too much, just let me know. Okay. Thanks. Um, this new foundation for me has been three things. Submission, that scary little S word, I know. Falling in love with correction and surrounding myself with good counsel. I'm gonna say those three things again. This is what Holy Ghost was like. Don't you just sit there talking about money and bugs now. You need to talk about how I had to change your foundation and your spirit, okay? Once again, 
submission, falling in love with correction, and surrounding myself with good counsel. Let's just take a breath. Let's let's dive into the S word for a moment, okay? I don't know about y'all, but I grew up in a generation where it was girl power, women power, you know, and it was so strong that I never learned submission. I never learned how to even embrace the word as something that wasn't an enemy of me being a female. So as um, I was in a broken place, I had continuously self-sabotaged to the point where I had lost almost everything and everyone. As I was in that place of God against you and you only have I sinned, what, what, how, are, how can you even change me? Is this even possible? I didn't see myself as redeemable. And God did, God did, God did, God did. We're all redeemable. Uh, and I'm not going to say, but I'm going to say we're all redeemable, dot, dot, dot. We oftentimes need a foundation switch. Okay. This isn't a, oh, just feel better about yourself and you can do it. This is a, as in our house, the anointing that uh, God has given pastor for our house. This is how you can live a life that is consistently blessed and free from the lack mindset and free from the lack that has had residue in your heart, in your spirit. Okay. So when, when you think about submission, and I won't go long on this, and I by no means feel so I ha- have a doctorate in this, okay? Submission is really honoring God and honoring the people that he's put in your life to help you, to lead you, and respecting the position that they have. And so for me, I lacked all of that, honey. I didn't see submission as from God. I saw it as like prison chains. I didn't see honor and respect as something that I should be operating out of as a woman and a woman of God. I saw it more as, oh, well, I'm supposed to say it here. There's a scripture that says that the words come out, but your heart is far from me. That's what God said. Uh-uh, nope. That's not submission. Submission is honoring the structure that God has put in place, accepting it and embracing it. So I had to learn how to do that with him first. God, you are my Lord and you're my savior. I know I ask you to save me all the time. Lord requires submission. Lord, help me to help me to swallow that. Make me make me want to submit to lordship. Okay. And God, I got to acknowledge in the moment, I don't don't want nobody Lord. mm -mm, I want to be the queen. I want to do all these things. I wanted to say it's me. I did this. That was me. Honey, that's lack. All of that is lack. That mindset is lack. I'm going to try not to cry because I suffered for so many years for no reason. Okay. Submission is beautiful. And when you submit to God and submit to the order of who he's called you to serve and support and respect and cherish and uplift and, 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 and acknowledge their leadership, God covers you. Okay, submission isn't to someone who's perfect. None of us are perfect. Jesus is perfect and he makes, he perfects us every day. But God honors the position that you take in the realm of the spirit through submission. He does and he covers and he provides. And so I had to learn about submission big time. And I had to digest it. And I I feel like it's it's still an ongoing process, uh, but I'm so glad I'm on the road versus looking at that road as if I was going to Rikers because it, it's not that that's lack. Okay. That's a, that's a, that's a demonic disruption to the order and flow of things that God has created things to be. So in your prayer time, start with him, Lord. I say, Lord. And I say, Ooh, Lord, I say it in expression, but are you my Lord? Are you Lord over my life? And in the areas where you're not, can you help me to surrender to you so that you can be my Lord? Amen. Um, the second one. Now this one has become my boo. Falling in love with correction. Child, y'all, 
I didn't like correction. I got it all the time. You work with someone like Mr. Brown, you work in corporate, you work in a service-based industry where clients come and give you feedback. There's correction all coming from all over the place, but it was, again, an enemy to me. I can say now correction is definitely a really good friend. I don't know if correction's a BFF yet, but I'm on my way there. And I've learned to not just hear it when it comes, but to seek it out. So correction can come in many different shapes and forms. It's rarely ever, you should be doing this, right? Because the Bible says we come to God and he gives us wisdom liberally and he doesn't find fault. So this isn't really correction. It's more, let me offer the alternative to you, honey, because this, this doesn't belong on the sand foundation. Correction belongs on that rock foundation. So as we're on our journey of repentance and, and really being completely delivered and free from lack, being able to accept correction, step one, then seek it out, step two, and then sit with God and, and take ownership of that correction so that it changes our hearts. Step three is going to be something that we, I believe we, we should be doing for the rest of our lives. Okay. The scripture in Proverbs, in the abundance of counselors, there is victory. Proverbs starts with talking about godly wisdom. Like it starts, right? Solomon, who had all the wisdom in the world, started with counsel, godly wisdom. So it's obviously very important for God. And I feel as though it's tied into submission. So uh, let's see who's here. Dr. Brown and Celine have been in my tribe, specifically in the areas of me when I was at my lowest of low with lack and just didn't have enough money. I would go to them and seek them for counsel and prayer and help. And I love you two both so very much because you were always very honest with me. And a lot of times I would hear the words, but the most important thing I think for me when I would go to them specifically in that area as I was believing for financial freedom was just to hear them speak from the anointing that they live out of successfully. It was like, a, it was like just was trying to let it just wash over me. And they were always encouraging. And then I learned, I said, you know what? I can start asking stuff. So I started asking Dr. Brown and Celine, how do you do this? What do you do with this? It's like, you know, if I only have $5 in my account, it's not going to be forever. What do I do when I have 500 or 5,000? How do you structure this? You know, and it was, it was falling in love with correction in, in, a, in an area where I knew I was safe. And I was able, they were able to help me get out, get out of the mindset and get out of that pit. And they were also great examples of what it is to be faithful stewards with money. And unlike how I used to be, I say that by faith because I still love my shopping. They were, (laughs) they were examples of money isn't all just to be spent. I'm called by God to steward this. And that's where I am. Um, My counselor, uh, Pastor Brown is now on me about, okay, you need to start looking at investing. You can't keep just spending just because you have it now. It shouldn't all be spent. So uh, again, we're all learning and we're all at different phases, but thank you, Dr. Brown. And thank you, Celine, for being that example. So correction really is, it belongs on the foundation on that rock. So if you still feel some type of way about correction, um, it could be offense or it could be you want to defend your stance. It's still lack. I'm just pausing there because I often find, and it's so crazy, I used to be this for so many years, I would get so defensive of my point to the point where I was defending lack. Mm -hmm. I was defending lack. And again, it wasn't about the money, my point. I needed to be heard. Well, he didn't let me finish. Mr. Brown, if he was, if he was on the, uh, the Zoom, you know, that, that was my thing or, well, I was just trying to, so the, 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 the correction would be given and I'd sit and I'd listen and I started learning, okay, keep your mouth shut, but then I'd still come with my defense. Well, here's why I didn't feel that way. Okay. So then I, I was admitting that I wasn't gonna, that I wasn't receiving what was said. 
I was just still trying to justify my point. Again, that was lack of confidence, lack of esteem, child pride, whatever name you want to put on it. That's not the way to go. Correction is meant for us to grow and to be built up and to be lifted up. It's not meant to destroy us or to bring us down. But we have to really intentionally commit to God, you know what? I am so defensive or offended when correction comes. And I acknowledge that I'm coming to the altar and bringing this to you. Lord, change my heart. Help me to be in love with correction. And I got that from pastor. He said that maybe a year, year and a half ago. He's like, he loves correction. I'm like, you know what, God, I'm claiming that. And it was a journey. And it still is. Sometimes I still feel like, oh, I need to explain myself. But you know what, y'all? Again, when you go back to submission, that God honors submission and God honors you honoring others, it's less words. It's just less, it's not a lot you have to explain or justify. You could just take the correction and, and go, literally, okay? Um, third one, surrounding myself with counsel. Now, this for me is a fun one, but can I be honest? It doesn't come easy for us, does it? To have an intentional tribe. We have our tribe where we get our mimosas and go to brunch, y'all. We have our tribe if we want to get cute, go out. But do we have a tribe of people intentionally surrounding us as our council, as the ones that we can go to to give us instruction, encouragement, and or hold us accountable? Do we have that? And I'm not asking for hands or anything. Yeah, I knew Dr. B, I know you do. So I knew you were going to respond. Dr. Brown, I know for sure you do. Um, I've always had people around me who have been just amazing. I, and I thank God for that. I will say, I don't know if I've ever intentionally until the past couple of years identified by the Holy Ghost who belonged in my tribe. Praise God for his mercy and his patience. He's taught me so much through that. And I now strategically have people. I don't go to everybody for everything, okay? But there are certain people who know things about me that I hope will go to the grave with them. But the Bible says that in the abundance of counselors, there's victory. And that if we confess our faults to one another, we may receive healing. One thing I've learned is there's a difference between guilt and conviction, and sometimes I don't know which one I'm feeling. And so I go to my tribe. I did this. I said this. I don't know. And oftentimes we'll be like, you are overthinking it. Or, you know what, just leave it before God and we'll pray together. And then as we talk, we'll get an answer. And then other times they're like, no, you were dead wrong. What are we going to do now so you don't repeat this again? Or I'll give you another example. I went to someone a couple of months ago. I was just on TV again. And it was a blessing. Um, it was a two-part series talking about career coaching. But prior to that, the opportunity for me to be on TV was came in the form of talking about weather and preparedness. Now, y'all know I love me some weather, right? I love preparedness. And I continue to study it. Even though I'll never be a meteorologist, I just don't see myself getting through science and math. I've accepted that. I still love communicating what I've learned. And so I went to Mr. Brown, my business partner for, for FIA, our staffing agency. And I was like, I got this opportunity. And he's like, okay, let's pray. And I was like, okay. He didn't say no, but he also wasn't like this bears witness. Let's go forward. And again, because I'm learning submission, he's the CEO of our company. I'm going to go to him with opportunities that come up. That's it. And if he doesn't have a piece, I just won't do it. It's just, to me, it's like, that's just the way it is but it took a long time to get there. So the conversation ended. I went home for Christmas and I was praying. I said, God, well, I don't know what to do. I need to get back. You know, this opportunity can, I gave, came, I gave my word. And God said to me, well, reach out to this person in your tribe. And I said, okay. So I set up a call with her. She's super busy. She makes all this time for me. And I'm like, got this opportunity. What do you think? And she said, you know, Lindsay, she said, you know, I'm a straight shooter. I said, I know. That's why she's in my tribe. She said, if you do this, you're going to distract your client base here. 
that knows you all for staffing. She's like, y'all just started to get all this play and this awareness. Why are you going to confuse your client base now? Wow. She said, if you really want to do this, become an ambassador with another larger organization. Do that on the side, but don't disrupt the flow or confuse your client base. So immediately I, I just ate that right up. I said, you know what? This sounds right. Still went back to Mr. Brown. He said, it sounds right, but let's pray. Let it go for a week. Came back. I said, no, I feel like this is the right way to go, Mr. B. And in that time of listening for God, once I made the decision, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to be a distraction for Fia. She's right. You know, God has blessed us in this area and this community knows us for this. This may not be the time to introduce something else. God immediately began to give me my talking points to talk about career coaching. So I go back to Mr. Brown. I'm like, I believe that counsel I got from the other person is right. It bears witness. We agreed. I had my talking points went and I felt so comfortable because I felt like, okay, God, I got the counsel and I'm following the counsel. And it it wasn't because of the words that came out of their mouths. It was because of my submission to trusting in the power of counsel. God, you you had me have this tribe. You put this tribe together for me. I know you're going to cover me regardless. And so that's where I think we'll, we'll start to wrap it up a little bit because when you get free from lack and when you're on that road, and again, please don't think lack is just finances. It's lack of, of, of uh, emotional maturity, lack of esteem, right? Pride, which is very lacky, right? You think you know everything or you think you don't need help or you think you've got it or you think you know how God is going to do it again. Lack lack. It's anything that will disconnect you from the Prince of Peace. And so as as we are on the road to be free from lack, then the disconnect gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until, as he says in his word, we become one with Christ. Okay. We all know, I know for me, Becoming one with Christ is a huge goal of mine. I want to think like he thinks, breathe like he breathes, right? I want to have compassion like he has compassion. And it, it, For me, it's just uh, walking with him is like a constant exchange. God, let me give the things to you that would prevent me from being able to be that. Let me continuously give you those things. So when you have the ability to listen for God, get the instruction of repentance and allow your mindset to be renewed. Nothing is impossible for you. I just want to warn you. I want to warn you. You're going to start to think bigger. You're going to start to have expectations that go maybe even beyond the scope of who you're hanging out with. You may start to get things from the Lord that are huge, maybe even scary, but you know, are totally possible because now your mindset is, yes, I can, can do. How can we? You may have to be, which is what I'm experiencing now, talked off the ledge because you're so confident in your God now that you just think, oh, I'm going to go do it. I'll do it. I'm going to jump. I'm going to do it right now. Oh, you didn't want me to jump. Oh, I need a parachute. Oh, okay. This is my warning. You may have blessings that just knock you out of the park every day. I was talking to pastor, I think just yesterday, God has been moving in my life and, and he's been giving instruction. And, uh, last year at the very end of the year, God gave me three things that he wanted me to do this year. One, he wanted me to step up my philanthropy, which y'all I ain't never done. I'm, I've never been a fundraiser, but he told me he wanted me to. And so I'm doing a campaign with the American Heart Association as a woman of impact. My goal is to raise $10,000. Some of you may have already seen a text message about that. Um, And I believe because he's telling me to do it, that it'll be successful for them. Um, He also told me, I want you to be the one doing things when you hear from me, when everyone else is sitting on the couch thinking about it. And I was like, ooh, okay. So a couple of weeks ago, um, on a Wednesday, God gave me a word on my heart 
It's time for you to get a newer car. It's time for you to level up your car. So learning what I've learned, I'm like, okay, which, what kind of car do you want me to have? Cause I didn't know. And then I just let it go. So the next day, Mr. Brown and I are at a, a networking event. And at the very end, he, he gives me this word. He's like, I just want you to know that God put in my spirit. It's time for you to upgrade your car. You know, so you know how we get the confirmations. We get all excited. We lay out, we get, <laughs> and I used to do that too. But then I would totally not do anything and just be like, oh, okay, amen. And walk away as if it wasn't really a word. Not this time, honey. Listen, I went, I received the word, went to get my car appraised, my, my Nissan Rogue found out what the value was, test drove a car the same day and got really excited, right? It was a, it was an upgrade. It was nice. So then as I wrap up, uh, I called, I called pastor and I was like, I got this car. Let me see. And I was really calling him to ask him how I could take over the reins from God and try to make it happen myself just for no reason, right? All this progress. And then so he's like, why are you doing this? And Nellie was privy to the conversation. She was, she was, she was in on it. She was listening in. And, and <laughs> so we were all just, I was back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, you know what? I'd rather be talked off the ledge in an act of obedience than be sitting on my behind waiting for, waiting for something to pop off when God was like, go get your car brace. So it boiled down to, I had to be literally walked off the ledge. Um, and pastor was like, do you know how much the payments are? I said, Lord, I didn't even ask. I didn't even get there. I got so excited. I was trying to figure out how to do it in my own strength. So I go back the next day and God said to me that night, before I went back, he said, Lindsay, just take the stuff out of your car. Just take it out of the room, take it out. So I unloaded most of the stuff in my room. Went there. It was like a 9 a.m. It was a young man helping me. Long story short, I got the car. Okay. So I went from a Nissan Rogue to an Infinity. And it's it's happening because God is good and he wants us blessed more than we want to be blessed, hands down. It's also happening because I've had to really give everything to him and listen for him every day. And this has been a huge encouragement for me because I, first of all, I just paid off my car, my old car, which was a huge goal of mine to be debt-free. So I was debt-free for like a week and a half. It's okay. I'm good. Um, when the new car came, it was a blessing. I think the thing that blessed me the most was the ra- rapidness of my obedience. Okay. We went from a Wednesday to Monday the manifestation had taken place. And of course the move, the God moves were all in there. I got the lowest APR I've ever gotten. I've been working on my credit score, y'all. Part of being free from lack is taking responsibility, right? For even my credit score. It was the highest it's ever been. My payments were low. The young man who sold me the car told me that he literally took the keys home with him so no one else could test drive it because he believed that car was for me. So imagine if I had waited and sat on the couch. Let's just think about this. Let's just think about this. Imagine if I had just waited and sat on the couch for a couple of days and not gone out in faith the next day to find out just what my car payments would be. Who knows what could have happened? Distractions often come in the form of subtle introductions in our mindsets that we then adopt and and almost subconsciously expect. And at the root of lack, that's really, that's really its goal is. And so this is really an encouragement and an, and hopefully some instruction that y'all got to really understand that lack, we know lack is not from God. We all get that. It's the areas where lack has been in our lives and being able to identify those and then submit to God and repent and allow our mindset to be renewed. That's our work, right? And that's that in, in that alone literally can be the work you do. You could literally offload a bunch of other busy things you're doing that aren't going to help you because the foundation 
that we need to be on is the rock. And it, it, it can't be a mix of rock and sand, not for us. We are the elite in the realm of the kingdom. I believe that. And I believe that I'm, I'm learning that more and more. And my life is beginning to line up with that. And so this is where, this is where we're going to wind it up. But I want to encourage all of you to find your why. My motivation for being free from lack was so that I could have financial breakthrough and God was able to work with that. And then along the road, it was all the, the things we talked about that I had to get free from and repent from, even in order for the financial breakthrough to manifest. So it's like, and pastor said this, pick one thing. Don't think that God is just going to give you the one thing. He's an all encompassing God, but we aren't him. So we need to focus, pick something, pick your why. And if it's generational wealth, if y'all have families, if it's to accomplish a certain goal, if it's to create a legacy, whatever your why is in the areas where you feel like mm, you may not be Lord, there may be some lack here, pick a why, pick your why, and then let him walk you on that path and along that road. And in closing, please don't count yourself out. Don't you do it. Don't do it because when you feel as though you're down or if you feel like, man, I'm at the valley and I'm looking up and that mountaintop looks nice, that's not the time to decide who you are, who you're not. The God that we serve is all sufficient and he's all sufficient for you. We just got to learn how to depend on him and breathe his air and not our own and not try and figure everything out ourselves. Don't count yourself out. Okay. God hasn't disqualified you or thrown you out. The enemy used to tell me that all the time. I was always felt like I was on the outside looking in honey. No, I'm in my boundary lanes and they are pleasant for me. And I have a delightful inheritance and I promise you, so do all of us on this soon. Thank you so much for your time. I pray that these words were pleasing to the Lord. And if they were, that they will be a blessing to all. God bless. Take care.